Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the night of August 20th, 1949, at around 11 p.m., near Las Cruces, New Mexico, eminent astronomer Clyde Tombaugh, the discoverer of Pluto, was sitting in his backyard with his wife and mother-in-law, watching the night sky. Not unusual for a family so intimately linked with astronomy. To Tombaugh's surprise, he and the others spotted two rectangular objects that faded from view. Perplexed by this, Tombaugh would go on to see several other UFOs during his career as an astronomer, and to the distaste of many of his colleagues, called for serious research into the matter. Very little of that happened, and after the UFO craze of the 1950s died down, things like the now infamous Roswell incident, if it indeed occurred, faded for a time into obscurity, only to be rediscovered later and brought to public attention that the U.S. government had in 1947 recovered an object of unknown, potentially alien, origin in New Mexico. The problem, however, is that there was never any evidence. What was present was the U.S. government, repeatedly changing their official story on just what happened. The first statement on the matter was that they had recovered a flying saucer, which was changed the next day to a weather balloon, which was changed again decades later, to a top-secret Project Mogul balloon array. And that story may change again. With the recent extraordinary claims of whistleblowers in government, starting with David Grush, but apparently involving a number of others behind closed doors, the claim that the U.S. government has downed craft of unknown origin has once again come into focus. But this time, there is congressional action on the matter, and a chance of actually resolving it. My guest today is at the forefront in the U.S. House of Representatives of figuring out just what's going on here. At the very least, it's not true or it was a disinformation campaign that's gotten out of hand. But at the most, it holds the potential to answer the question of are we alone? We can only just wait and see. You have fallen into Event Horizon with John Michael Godier. Representative Tim Burchett, welcome back to the program. Thank you all for having me. Now, Tim, we're in a weird situation where we have a rather extraordinary claim by a whistleblower, at least a public one, that seems to be backed up, at least according to Marco Rubio and others, that that we have a weird uh, SAP, a special access program within government that 
was not properly reported to Congress for oversight. Now, the House, which you're a member of, is the checkbook of the government. In other words, you can sit there and say, what are we going to fund and what doesn't get funded and that sort of thing. Are you concerned that you might be dealing with something that needs to be defunded, some sort of situation where it wasn't properly reported to Congress and the money needs to be looked at? Yeah, 100%. You know, I've been in, in Congress for five years and, you know, they audit everybody and then the the Pentagon gets audited and then lo and behold they're a a billion with a B dollars out of whack and um and nobody even questions it. So of course they need to. In these days of fiscal scrutiny of fiscal as a fiscal conservative, I I'm I'm for cutting their money out. You know that's part of the deal. They'll everybody's afraid to to, to poke at the Pentagon because they'll be afraid, both sides, actually, Democrats and Republicans, they'll be labeled as, you know, wanting to defund our defense system. And that's, you know, to me, that's that's kind of a bogus argument because everybody knows how wasteful they are. And it, half the people don't even agree that we're agree on our 114 billion unchecked dollars to, to the Ukraine to Ukraine. So and everything else are, we're doing all over the world. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm ready to do it. I don't, and, and, and part of the problem too, you're going to see is our defense people, our departments, our research institutions are going to say, we need to study the UFO phenomena or UAP or whatever you want to call it. And lo and behold, they'll offer to study it if we'll fund them. And, uh, you know, my point on that is we don't need to fund anybody anymore. Let's just turn loose the reports. Quit with the redacted reports that look like Swiss cheese with everything whited out or blacked out. And uh, just give us all the information and let the American public decide. We can handle it. Stop with the arrogance. Stop with the corruption. Let's just get it all out there. Now, have you as a congressman seen, you know, redacted stuff that shouldn't be redacted? In other words, instead of names and methods and things like that, what they show you as an elected official, do you see stuff that should be out there that yeah. isn't? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been briefed in in um, secure briefings and things, and um, it needs to be out there. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I haven't seen anything that should not be and what they'll do is they'll say well we detected the reason we detected this was because of our double secret sonar or radar i'm pretty sure i have never been in a situation but i from what i understand that's that's that is uh especially the underwater stuff that's i remember i was in the um the hearing that the original UFO supposed to be a UFO hearing is going to blow the lid off of it. When we got hosed of the um, intelligence committee, which was a public briefing. And then somebody asked a question and they said, we'll have to brief you in a, in a classified setting. So that meant that in fact, there was something else that was probably a detection unit that we didn't want somebody else to know about. And, um, and also, that's the way that the big boys keep Congress from being able to talk about something publicly. They'll say they'll put it in a classified briefing and you're 
briefed in the skiff. You have to go in. I mean, it's James Bond kind of stuff. You can't take your cell phone or your um, or your Fitbit or whatever and any kind of electronic or any kind of recording devices. You have to take all those off and you put them into a, like a little secure little vault that you get assigned as you walk into the skiff. So, you know, it's, um, it's pretty well contained and, and it's also pretty well, um, to me, I think that's, um, that's where some of the corruption enters into it. Yeah. If you can keep something secret like that, then you can also allow in the corruption now underwater stuff. So do we see, at least in your mind and from what you've seen, do we see just as much underwater as far as UAP or UFOs not, as we not, do in the skies? Not as much because we don't have, we don't, obviously we're not, um, you know, we, we have a fleet of subs, obviously, but, but it's not, it's, they don't cover the same territory as fast as a, um, as the aircraft do. Now, within this, your sense, do you as a congressman think that something is being hidden from you? In other words, you know, we, oh, we have yeah. all of the Absolutely. When um, myself, Matt Gates, and um, Representative Luna went, were briefed down in Florida, um, you know, they weren't, we were told we were going to get to see some things. And I, and I warned Matt Gates. I said, when we get down there, you know they're going to pull back on some of this stuff. And he, and in fact, sure enough, they just were not going to allow us to see any of it. And um, they said we didn't have the clearance. And I'm like, well, what clearance? You know, we're, we're, we have the highest levels of clearance as congressmen. And um, I mean, for goodness sakes, Matt Gates serves on the um, on the um, the military funding committee, and so. And he represents uh, some of the biggest bases in the country. Uh, so, um, you know, yeah, yeah, they do that stuff all the time to you. And you don't know what to ask. Uh, most of those guys, I mean, they can't, you know, they can't even spell UFO. Now, improper, brief, you know, improper briefing, in other words, not informing Congress. How big of a problem is this within government, especially in the House, which is the, the checkbook? Yeah, and so how big of a problem is this? Do you run into this in other areas where they get dodgy on on information? And yeah, yeah, I've been in I've been in a setting and and I felt like I believe it was the CIA didn't tell me the truth about something and I corrected him and uh, um, or I asked for further clarification because that's not what I understood and then they. They realized that we knew what we were talking about and they backed off. I think it's a cat and mouse kind of game that they play with us. It's an arrogance. They don't want us to know. And honestly, a lot of the people will just leak stuff. I always, I made the, <clears throat> when I first got to Congress, there's an older Democrat, kind of a crusty old guy, kind of palled around with some, which those kind of people I seem to be more attracted to, <laughs> you know, to hang out with. And, um, and I leaned over to him. I said, so let me get this straight. And we were in the skiff, you know, and we were getting some top secret stuff. And he said, um, I, I said, if I'm, if I'm late, if I miss this meeting, I can probably catch it all on CNN in 30 minutes. And he goes, he shook his head and said, no, 
it'd be about 15 minutes. And then, you know, so I, you know, it's a lot of the stuff they tell you is probably not that secret. And then I think part of it's a trap too, to get you in there so that you, you're, you legally can't talk about stuff. So, you know, it's, um, and, and sometimes I won't even go to the, to the secure, not on the UFOs or UAPs, but sometimes I won't even go to a meeting on a, on an issue because I know they're going to tell me something I already know. And then I'm going to be asked by the press and I want to tell them, give them the correct answer or ask by a constituent or what have you, or be able to talk intelligently about it. Um, and then I can't even, I can't even talk about it. So I just won't even go to the, go to the hearing or the briefing, I should say. As a congressman, have you seen compelling evidence that we're actually seeing something really weird in the skies that might affect national security or global security for that matter that might be of this not of this earth oh 100 percent, 100 percent, no question now I've with been... with with what we what what we see out here in in the public um we see little bits and pieces of footage have you seen more compelling evidence than what's out there publicly that you would see on uh in the mainstream media heck yes so there's something to it. Um, are you, can you envision a, a scenario where they lay it out for you that it is just so dangerous as far as national security or public security or whatever you want to call it, that they should keep it secret? Do you think they can make a case to you not to uh, spill the beans if you find out? No, I don't think they could. I mean, I, that's why I'm cautious about going into a secure briefing on something where they would tell me something I already knew. Um, but no, I, and we've been dealing with this at least since 1947, probably since about 1893, I believe was the Aurora, Texas. I think it was when it was, I'm not sure when that, that event, you can research that or Google it or whatever, but, but, no, I mean if they're out. If they're out there, they're out there. And if they if they have this kind of technology, then I mean I've said this before. They could turn us into a charcoal briquette if they can travel light years or at the speeds that we've seen and the um, and defy physics as we know it, fly underwater, um, don't show a heat trail, things like that. Then we are um, uh, we are vastly uh, you know we're out of our we're out of our league. We couldn't handle it. We we couldn't we couldn't fight them off what we wanted to. That's why I don't think that they're a threat to us, or they would already have been. Well, if they've if you know statistically speaking, if they've been here for a hundred years, they've been here for tens of thousands of years. You know, the oh, very yeah. unlikely they would just show up. So if they wanted to do something, they might have. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. We're heading into house hearings, all right, onto this, uh, maybe late July, you know, whenever the scheduling happens. Yeah. What questions do you want to ask the officials from the DOD about this issue? Well, that's just it. I don't know if I'm going to have anybody from, or anybody from DOD is going to be there because they've had their opportunity to lie to us for the last few decades, and they're not they're not going to give, bring forth anything. I think we need to bring forth credible witnesses, people, pilots, people, um, 
government officials, people that are scientists that have that that have seen something out of the ordinary and that can describe it or possibly even bring videotape of something to describe it to us, what's going on in those tapes. Because the Department of Defense is just a bureaucracy. There is more people in the Department of Defense than is in the, the Department of Defense is bigger than the Department, than, than the Navy, if that tells you anything. I mean, it's a huge bureaucracy. And, and all bureaucracies do is justify their existence. I have no time for them. I would, I would start cutting their budget till they started proving to me that they, they accomplished anything. You know, we have more people pushing pencils than push bullets. So to me, that's, uh, I, I, I really don't care about a lot of Pentagon officials. I want pilots. I want people in the know. I want people that are out of this, out of that realm and that can speak freely about it. Now, of course, and, and of course, every, every everyone that does will probably get a dose of um, uh, from the government or whoever. There'll be exposés on them, and and they'll they'll try to detract from their reputations. Now, of course, we're dealing with the the situation of Crush. You know, where he's saying that we have recovered materials from these these yep. whatever this is. Do you, from within government, see? corroboration of this i mean does it appear to be real yeah i didn't i didn't need i know him i i didn't need him to come for i've been saying this before he was before he was on the scene i've talked to too many people that have i've been briefed by too many too many folks i've talked to too many and if there's a there's a craft some some being had to fly it so yes yes and yes now funding so say it comes to light that there's the special access program that is not under the oversight of the house what can you do can you specifically draft a law or whatever to defund it and stop it and blow the whistle and or could it possibly be hidden within the contractor system to yeah. where there's that, not much that, you can do that's more likely what it is but they go rogue and why are we funding it if we're not gaining access to it or if we're using it, are they funding it so they can sell the information or, or do whatever. Um, so I wonder if um, when they do that, are they just um, creating their own little fiefdom, own little profit center for themselves, which I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what's happened. We've turned it loose out into the um, corporate world there's five or six corporations that have the probably have the capability and the security to um to maintain something like that and anybody who could connect the dots with say a roswell or whatever um isn't around to do that anymore isn't alive so is it easier for a private corporation you know, a contractor to keep something secret than it is for a government. I think so, but you got to realize billion dollar corporations have probably the same capabilities that a government would, and maybe even more. And, and they also have questions like intellectual property. So they, if, if the government gave them something 60 years ago, 
you know, say they recovered something and handed it over to a company and they're yeah. like, it's easier to keep it secret this way than it is to keep it within government. Do you think that that's possible? I mean, how how possible yeah. is it to, to keep something not classified within government, you know, but classified within the private system because of an intellectual property questions? I think it's very possible. I think it's it's possible. And yes, it's done. I mean, you hear inventions and discoveries all the time um, that have been on a shelf somewhere for quite some time. Uh, you know, you take it, for example, um, and I don't know if I've told you this before, so if I have, just stop me or tell me the end conclusion. But I, you know, I knock on doors when I run for office because I don't, the big boys usually don't support me until after the election's over <laughs> and uh, after we've won. And so I knock on doors. That's how I get elected. And I'm knocking on doors in West Knoxville, an older gentleman, he's putting his flag out. And I always ask, generally, if somebody has a flag out there, a veteran, he said, no, I didn't serve. And he kind of looked away and he said, yeah, I, I worked at Oak Ridge. And I said, I said, well, I said, my daddy, you know, was on Okinawa when they dropped the bomb. So if he was alive today, he'd probably hug your neck because we had a good life because he didn't have to go invade Japan. And I asked him what he did. He worked at Oak Ridge National Laboratory on the bomb. And he said, um, he said, you know, funny thing. He said, my wife, I guess it was his girlfriend at the time. She worked um, on just down the hall from him. But he worked on one part of the bomb, a fuse. I think she worked on a switch. And um, and they never knew what each other did. And, the, and it just because of the compartmentalization of it all back then and um, and the secrecy and the and the thought to keep it, which we don't have a lot of now, the national defense edge, I guess, or, you know, pro America. So everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's wanting to tell a story and disclose something. But but back then, you know, I mean, the guy marries a woman. and He doesn't know for years what she actually did. And they both were working on the atomic bomb. So, you know, yeah. I think you can be compartmentalized and you can and you can you can be working on something and not know exactly what you're working on. Analyzing a piece of metal or some structure that you're only allowed to see a, a small portion of is, in fact, um, is a great possibility. And also you could be it could be a fake and knowing that you'll put it out. And that's why we have a lot of uh, false flags out here in the uap ufo world so um um i'm i'm very cautious about jumping on the first horse that comes down the comes down the track i've been told and briefed and shown things that i was very cautious about and then i'm generally been been right about that we're not legit and people have called and asked me to come out and view things and i won't do it um partly because I'm afraid I'll end up uh, in somebody's freezer in North Carolina. And two, because I feel like they're probably giving me some false information and I come forward with that and that discredits the whole movement. Indeed. Now, but from what you've seen within government on an official basis, can you confidently say that we're looking at another Watergate, a potential Watergate, where a floodgate will open and this at least the idea of a potentially illegal but 
kept from oversight special access program might come to light and become a huge national issue? I think what you'll see is, is that they'll hide it under national defense and it will not be a Watergate type thing. It'll be, I think the knowledge and the uh, realization will be so huge that that will be overwhelmed by just the, just people's question, more questioning about what's going on. And the people that do it will be, you know, they're on sworn to secrecy and, and I guess you could you could make the case that you wouldn't want Congress to know everything because they're just a bunch of loudmouths and be telling everybody. And and as soon as they did, the Chinese would have it, and then we would be uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't serve our purpose. So I I see where you're going to with that. I, I think I'm more worried about the corruption of of people profiting from stuff like this than I am of, of the other. But yeah. I, I don't like any of it. I would, I'd almost, I would give, um, I would give them some um, leeway if they would just come forward with some information. So what's the environment in Congress? Do you have a lot of support within the house and any Senate? Yeah. Congress? Yeah, we do. We do. And there's a lot of people that, that have come forward to me personally, but won't publicly because of their, you know, they're afraid they're going to get shunned or whatever. I mean, you know, I'm, I fully intend to see people use this to raise money and to run against me next time. I, and next time I run, um, and if I choose to run again in a year or so, so, you know, it's a, um, yeah, that's a real threat. And it too, is, you've got, uh, people, you, you've got people in Congress that are, I mean, let's be honest, they're compromised, brother. They are completely compromised. And um, they're in situations where they could be blackmailed or otherwise. I mean, I mean we just got to be honest about the thing. About it's human nature. You're sitting at some bar somewhere and some attractive person is talking to you. And next thing you know, you're in a motel room with them. And the next thing you know, they've got tapes of you. And next thing you know, they own your ass. And if you, and you know, it's just the reality of the world we live in. It's high stakes and it's billions of dollars and it's power and it's influence. So it's, it's no different than a lot of other areas. Do you think we'll get to the bottom of it eventually as to the truth of whatever this is, whatever they're seeing and um, whatever they may have? Do you think that we have a solid chance to the actions of the Senate and House recently? to actually lay it to rest and say yes or no reliably. I'd be surprised if we ever got to the bottom of it. I think it's just so deep. Here we are 60 years after John F. Kennedy was shot and they won't, and nobody's alive that was involved in that and they won't release that. So look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously. And six, one, since that matters. And What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I just, you know, it's, it's power, it's influence, it's money. And all those things wrapped up in it. 
So in the hearings, what questions are you going to ask? I mean, what, you know, what are you going to say to either a witness or a whistleblower or whatever? Apparently, according to Marco Rubio, there are many of those or quite a number of them. Um, if you get to talk to those people, what do you ask them? And if you get back to talking to people from the Pentagon, what do you ask them in response? So, you know, you hear the accounts, you hear the whistleblowers. What do you ask the actual officials? And if they don't give you the answer that you want, you know, or they're not forthcoming, rather, what do you yeah. do? How do you defund them? Well, I'm going to I'm going to listen first. I'm going to listen to other people on the committee that, that are going to ask a lot of pointed questions. I'm sure I'm not going to disclose what I'm going to ask just yet because I don't I don't want to um, obscure the people and I don't want to tip off some other folks about what I know that are not too friendly to this issue. You know, we've you'll see uh, you'll see a movement probably afoot to um, to remove some of the witnesses that will be called or or they'll be discredited. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my questions to the day of, of questioning because I, I want it to be I want I want it to be real. I, want, I don't want it to be coached, and I want, and I want it. And I, I always tell people, prepared speech is kind of like a a prepared prayer. It's not necessarily from the heart. So I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna wait to that day, and and I guess spring it on them. Bipartisan. Now this seems to be a very unusually bipartisan issue. So are you talking yeah. to the Democrats? I know you're Republican. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have equal number of Democrats as we do Republicans. I don't really care. This is not a partisan issue, and I'm not going to allow it to be partisan uh, if I'm, in fact, heading it up. Um, so we'll just see. We'll see. It's. Um, I think um, somebody will attempt to do it. Somebody will take a poke at somebody, and then hopefully we can kind of turn that back. Um, and we just keep it a nonpartisan because I've talked to enough Democrats about the issue and they're concerned just as I am. And they want to get to the bottom of it. Keep it even. Um, my last question for you is this. So if we find, regardless of the, the topic, if we find that there are SAPs that have no oversight from the House, what's the tool to kill them? You know, so say it... it, it it's a disinformation campaign. Say it's a psyop. Right. Yeah. What can what can Congress do to kill it? Because if they've been running uh, some sort of disinformation campaign, saying aliens are flying around in the atmosphere for the last eighty years, uh, that's that's kind of a problem in government, right? You know that they, they, right. they would... we can we can we can line item that that department, um, and the it's called the Defense Authorization. Um, and and then we can um, we can cut it out, just cut it out, and we can bring them in before the committee and swear them under oath, and make sure that the departments are doing that. All right, Representative Burchett, thank you for joining us today, and I wish you great luck in weeding through this rather nasty matter. And I hope it gets the 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 <laughs> the scrutiny that's due to it, because whatever it is, whether it's some sort of weird um, situation that doesn't quite fit our paradigm, aliens or whatever, 
or if it's just some sort of weird <laughs> long-running psyop, it needs to be called out and killed because it's I just, believe yeah. I agree with you 100%. I hope we get, we're going to get closer to the bottom of it. I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of it, but we'll get closer. All you Event Horizon and my channel are now available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube memberships. Early ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and sleep-focused content. Sign up now by clicking the links below to your platform of choice.